I wasn't really looking for it. It it happened by meeting people, connecting with people. That is something that really, really helped me to find, still now, to find to find projects, to work with brands and uh, to learn because uh, that's also the, the beauty of it, of connecting with, uh, with others, also with other groups that are not in your comfort area. Welcome to Blazon. This week, I'm talking to Deborah Savariano. Deborah is a graphic designer and art director who specializes in branding. Based in London, she runs Hema Design, a creative consulting and branding business and supports companies in-house. With past projects at Remmel London, Ralph & Russo, Net-A-Porter, Club Med, Black Tomato Studio, Fabrica, amongst others. Thank you very much for having me today. I'm really um, happy to be here and sharing my experience with you. So I'm Deborah. I'm a graphic designer and a director specializing in branding. I'm based in London, where I run my creative consultancy and branding business and support companies in-house as a graphic designer. I worked in-house for um, companies like Rimmer London, Ralph & Russo, Netaporte, Club Med, uh, Black Tomato Studio, having a you know a fashion fashion communication background, but I also have big passion for uh, working in the music industry as well. Oh, perfect! So, so how did you get started in branding? So it's funny because I don't remember I've I have uh, heard about uh, branding when I was at uni. I studied fashion communication and I was studying graphic design art direction and styling, photography, bits of marketing and fashion journalism as well, uh, but never really focused on building a brand image. It was more like, you know, bits and pieces and various different areas of, of fashion communication. And I found out that I loved all of that. And after uni, I began, began to uh, wonder, what do I choose now? It seemed like I wanted to find a job that involved uh, graphic design, but also concept development, art direction, photography, print. So basically everything that I was studying. And after a few months of uh, searching for the job that best um, suited me, that in Italy, because I studied in, um, in Rome, I'm from Italy, from South of Italy. Uh, then I received an email from my former teacher of art direction at uni asking if I was interested um, in an internship opportunity in London where his branding studio is. So I had my interview, I got the job and moved to London. And that's where I found my passion and uh, my passion for and deep interest in, in branding. I remember during my internship, I was uh, working crazy hours. And not only because the studio was um, busy, but because I wanted to. I wanted to absorb and learn as much as I could from that environment. I wanted to test different ways of crafting and expressing uh, concepts. It was really interesting. So that's how that was my, my first uh, encounter with branding. Oh, amazing. So it sounds like quite a journey from that internship in branding to opening your own, to in effect, opening up your own agency. Yeah. So what did that journey involve? So the thing is, the, the magic around branding is that it, it challenges you to push the design element um, forward. That's that's what I loved, no? 
and uh, translating these brand pillars into graphic design, visual images, and whatever, whatever else the brand needs to push the visual identity and communicate better. And uh, that's why I loved it, because it included everything I was, I was looking for. Uh, so since that's internship, I never stopped working in branding. And after some years of freelancing, because after my internship, I had my first clients as, as a freelance, I decided to build this creative space, uh, which is my own consultancy that is called Hema Design. And with Hema, I offer um, branding services, graphic design, digital development, but also consulting for uh, young entrepreneurs and uh, small businesses that have great ideas, but want to figure out how to achieve certain goals within their business. So how this, um, this journey happened, it happened quite, quite naturally, if I, if I may say, because after my internship, I, I did my first job as a, as a freelance. I wasn't really looking for it. It, it happened by meeting people, connecting with people. That is something that really, really helped me to find, still now, to find, to find projects, to work with brands and uh, to learn because uh, that's also the, the beauty of it, of connecting with, uh, with others, also with other groups that are not in your comfort area, no? Absolutely. So building a network was quite important and not only in the early stages, but now. It is. It is definitely. It was really important for me at the beginning because it helped me to figure out what, uh, what, what I wanted, which I knew I wanted to work in branding. But of course, you know, um, working, uh, connecting with other people, you find jobs and you also find other point of views. Um, you find other professionals, other creatives that work in, in the same fields or slightly different fields. And that is a process of growth also to speak with others and uh, listen to other stories and see whether this, this connection can bring projects, collaborations and growth in any sense. So that's definitely something that, is, uh, that played an, an important role in my career. The, the not being you know, afraid of uh, reaching out to, to people because they're, they're people like you and there's no reason why we should be, uh, be stopped by anything and connecting to companies that we want to connect with, to show our work, to tell them that we, are, we exist, we and, and our work exist. So you mentioned that you've worked with like a range of different brands, entrepreneurs. So when you, when you work with a, with a particular brand, what is, what is your creative process. So how do you take the idea that the brand comes to you with or the idea that the company comes to you with and basically run with it and go from from that idea and take it to fruition to the final product that you deliver? Yeah, so none of my branding projects starts um, if I don't have a good knowledge of the brand and the people that make the brand. Um, it is really important um, in, in, in the creative process, um, as well as an understanding of the purpose. Why do their brand exist and what do they want it to mean for, for the people they serve? I tend to stress this very much as I believe in the fundamental part. In this, um, it's, it's a really, really important part of the, of the process. 
building brands having no clue about their purpose is like designing blind, you know, with no sense of direction. And it can end up being some beautiful abstract art, but, but not a brand. So that's definitely something really, really important as a, as a first phase of, of the creative process. And that's whether you talk to a private client or working in-house for, for a brand. There is always uh, something to learn and that you must learn before designing. And at this point, after this, uh, this, this first phase, there is research, which is also really important. And research in the most wide sense, research of uh, similar brands that exist to see what's working for them, what's not working for them. And um, here comes what I really love doing, which is what we know as a, as a mood board. I tend to propose two or three different brand directions of how the visual identity could feel like. And that really helps the client as well to visualize a personality, whether we go for a vibrant modern look or, or something else. And once we have this understanding, which also helps you and the client, as I said, visualizing and don't go... Uh, again, blind on the project. What I do is sketching ideas in a brainstorming kind of way, uh, writing down the brand pillars, the values and uh, key elements that represent the project. I turn them into other related words and feelings, into colors, into possible shapes. And that is all the beginning of the visual process. That's where I start to visualize um, stuff. And then I decide to test the concept that feels more right and prepare a visual presentation uh, of it for my client. That's where, of course, everything becomes uh, digital right. and I transfer what I, what I sketched on my laptop and work on it with Illustrator, with Photoshop, in design really depends on the, on the project that's to be done. At this stage also, I would have already an idea of the production costs if any of that is required, for example, in printing. Sometimes I work uh, within a team. Sometimes I, I brief other designers to work with me. Sometimes I work individually. That really depends on the projects and budgets of the clients. So in your mind or in your experience, what makes a successful brand? There were elements of cohesiveness that you mentioned. So having a good understanding of their story, having an understanding of their purpose. If you were to describe that, what what would your description be of a successful brand? I think it's a it's a quite a mix of of different things that are really important, I believe, for a brand to be successful. And one of those that I really believe in is being honest. If a brand is being honest and it's it's being honest with its purpose following it and really really showing to their their targets and and the world what they really are that's going to have a much more chance to last comparing to a brand that is really really beautiful have amazing visual identity amazing visual um uh graphics and communication but it's not it it doesn't feel um right. honest to its target and its, and its audience. I think that's really an important value for, for brand. And something else that I believe is also very important is, uh, is having a vision. So if you're building um, 
a brand a little bit as I mentioned before, if you build a brand that doesn't doesn't look far, that doesn't look at at the future having a lot of other things in in consideration, which is communities, is people, and uh, really serving that that groups of people. Also, it's not it's not guaranteed that that brand is going to really make a difference. And I think a beautiful thing of what brands are are starting to do right now is to really build meaningful products, meaningful projects. That's really, really beautiful what we see, what we're seeing now comparing to years, years ago. Do you have an example of, of a brand that does this really well? Trying to think of, of a brand that is doing something like that really well right now. What I can mention, actually, which is something that we discussed also during our first call, um, which is a project I had the chance to work on and I really, really enjoyed work on it, is, uh, is working on a, a rebranding for a Rimmel London. That was a really important moment to join the team and, and the company because the company really shifted um, from being uh, 90s, edgy and very, very bold and strong look and identity to giving a much more natural look and inviting girls to just leave the perfection and just be themselves also in in terms of of makeup and 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 their look so to really trust their their personality and having this um have acceptance of themselves so how do you think that Ramel did this well so are there particular steps so, so like one was definitely the message the message behind it which was which, which was really important it became more inclusive it looked at who its current customers were and what they were after and and it ran with that which is which is amazing but are there steps that you saw which allowed them to effectively execute on that I think the most direct way for them to communicate that was through um, imageries. So building uh, a kind of a um, visual visual image that it, that is completely different from what they had before. It's um, it's more natural. It's more it's more fun in the most again natural natural way and uh, when you see in photos and campaigns social media imageries and in videos a certain kind of of image as a as a person that might want to buy that product you want to recognize yourself in what you see in, in that advertising in a uh, social media and i think definitely what they did uh, really really well is to really shift images the way that they communicate with with images and uh, videos as well. Oh, perfect. So if you were to give advice to, 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 to someone that was starting out in branding, so if, if you could talk to yourself when you were starting off as an intern, is there something you would have done differently to help you speed you along your way? So like, what are key skills that are useful to people entering this industry? Yeah, definitely. There are some things that, of course, um, looking back, um, you find out just after after a few years of uh, of experience. And uh, um, I really appreciate uh, to have this moment to share this um, 
these things and little tips and suggestions that can help someone else. So one of it can definitely be to find your way to approach the work. If you start thinking and creating as anybody else does, following trends, especially, it'll not be rewarding in, in the long run. And it'll not create diversification that this world really needs to celebrate now more than ever. And especially during this moment where we're living, diversifying your work will give you more, also more visibility if you're looking for a job at the moment. That means find your own style that speaks for you. And if most of your office work, if you're in a, in a job that uh, don't allow you at the moment to express yourself, then you got to find your way to experiment. So again, reach out to people, collaborate on projects you love. And if that means do some extra work hours or some free projects, if you're just starting out for a cause you believe in, just, just do it, experiment and uh, have fun in the process. Oh, perfect. And also, again, if you'd like to know what worked for me was, again, connecting with the right people, getting in touch to company, never be uh, shy to uh, present your work and just be proud of your work. Do something that you really, really love. Oh, perfect. That all sounds like great advice. And funnily enough, that is something that would be useful regardless of the career you actually pursue. So with a lot of our advisory that we provide for a lot of the brands that, that, that we work with, we find that they're sometimes too scared to experiment. And as a result, they end up looking like everyone else. And, yeah. and then there's no way for them to stand out and for people to pick them over someone else. So it, it, it also works for brands, for people that work for brands. So, so you could have, yeah, so, yeah, so you could have like creative directors, art directors who are just so used to working in a particular way. And sometimes they don't realize that they need to start thinking about the world differently because at some point, if you're not standing out, people don't have a reason to pick you over someone else. So that is really good advice. And that is, that lines up with advice we often give to, to people as well when, when we're working with them, that it is not in your best interest to be like everyone else, but there's fear involved yeah. because once you stick your head out, you know, there's a, there's a chance people not, might not like what they see, but, but then, it, but <laughs> you know, that's part of the risk. And if you don't risk anything, you will, there's no way to like improve your skills. If you're not testing them all the time, if you're not trying different things, if you're not trying things that you're not, not comfortable with. So I completely agree with that. Yes, definitely. Also, what I see when I want to hire other graphic designers, brand designers, work with me on, on projects, there are some that are really, really uh, talented. I see that. But I can also see some others that have maybe a little bit less experience, but I can see the, the passion they, they put into their work as in the journey of experimentation that brought some diversification to their, to their work. You can recognize when something is really, really their own style and when something something is you know looking as a copy of a 
of the other million things that you saw. And I get it. I get it because when I started as well, I had my examples, you know, in, in graphic designs, people that I really, really appreciated and loved in terms of you know, creativity and uh, what they were doing. So I was really following them. And sometimes you can uh, kind of crash into that moment of, okay, I'm creating something, but maybe it's not as good as this person did because that person has a little bit more experience, is, uh, is more famous, is, uh, is better maybe in what he's doing. That is not necessarily true. You got to have your own, your own style because I also think that as, as graphic designers, we really choose this job and uh, there is a lot of passion also around creating. So there is no point of, of making something that is looking like some, someone else's um, work. So let this passion speak for, for you and uh, yeah, just bring it out, experiment. Thank you. That was, that was all amazing advice. So how can our listeners connect with you? And connect with me. And again, I'm really, really happy to um, uh, give my advices and suggestions and uh, what I'm doing right now with the uh, uh, with my um, uh, creative consultancy, um, because I get it's quite uh, difficult at the moment to find uh, jobs is to having a portfolio review, uh, CV review and uh, for free, of course. So um, yeah, just connect at welcome at heimaheima.com and I will be happy. Perfect. Thank you. I'll make sure to add that to our show notes at the end. Well, thank you very much for your time today. It's, it was all amazing advice and I'm sure everyone listening to this will get a lot of value out of this. Thank you very much. It's been my pleasure to do it.